<clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. When you start healing, they teach you you have to think positive all the time because your thoughts manifest, right? So you're always on guard. But we forget that we're supposed to be human. We're supposed to feel. We're supposed to be angry. We're supposed to let it out. So when I have clients and they apologize for saying bad words or hating someone, I'm like, hey, go ahead, say what you want to say. Cry if you need to cry. Say you hate someone if you want to. Just be authentic. It's part of the healing process. Welcome to Sage Conversations, where we believe everyone has an innate light and power to heal. I'm Rowana. I'm Mara. And I'm Michiko. We have a combined background in wellness coaching, energy healing, movement, and sustainability which we bring in to explore holistic, spiritual, and personal growth journeys with experts, amateurs, and friends. We hope these stories inspire you to foster your inner light and live your best life. Welcome to Sage Conversations. I'm Rowana, and I'm co-hosting this episode today with Mara. Hello. And we, there you go. <laughs> and for this particular episode, we have a Theta Healing Sacred Activations Reiki and Millennium Method Practitioner, Michelle Kalasans. Her focus is on self-empowerment. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of healing, whether it be about family, sexual healing, relationships, financial healing. And so we're very honored and happy to have us here because as you guys know, if you've been following us for a while, our podcast is all about helping you find your inner power, inner strength to heal, whether the term that you use is to heal, to grow, to develop, they're all the same. And today we have a guest whose focus is just that, and she's already helped so many heal. So without further ado, please, please join us in welcoming Michelle Kalazans. Yay! Welcome, Michelle. From starting out with Theta and Crystal Healing many years ago, Michelle, your practice has always evolved as you have, of course. And most recently, with your shift of focus to helping clients become more self-empowered, could you tell us more about how you're doing that through your current work? Sure. So I've been a healer since 2013, 2014, practicing... Since 2015 or 2016, okay, but as you heal people, whoever you heal, there's a common pattern. And I noticed from the very beginning, a lot of my clients were sexual abuse clients. They didn't come to me because of the sexual abuse. It was just after a lot of digging, a lot of talking about your roots, talking about family history and stuff like that, that all of these abuses came out. So they came to me for different reasons and then the abuse would come out, you know? Mm -hmm. And throughout the years, I realized that what I was really trying to do was to make my clients say, okay, this happened to me. I'm not going to delete it. It happened. It's there. But I don't want them to be proud of it either. I don't want them to wear a badge like I was abused. You know, I just want them to heal from it. So what I realized over the years is I really wanted all my clients, not just abuse victims, any of my clients to be authentic, not to be someone they're supposed to be, especially in our society, you know, with religion, with a lot of pressure. At 30 years old, you're supposed to have a family. Why don't you have kids? Things like that. 
basically like a lot of deconditioning so that yeah. we can get to like the very core of because yeah. even for me when I started healing I thought I was supposed to be Sanaya which was my day the healer your teacher like teacher that was my train of thought for a few months oh I have to be like Sanaya it took me a few months to realize I'm gonna be me and me uses cuss words <laughs> me likes to be human once in a while me would cry once in a while You know, so I realized that we just need to be authentic and heal and grow it and be our best selves at the same time while still being you. So, yeah. And it's I, interesting how your description of being authentic were like, I want to be human. I want to cry. I mean, these are all things that people do. I mean, we're all human. We all cry. But these aren't the things that are projected out in society through social media. So I guess if you're trying to, like, work towards being like someone else, you don't see the human side. Not so much the human side of other people, right? You see, like, the curated part of their lives which they put out there on social media exactly so. which is why if you follow my instagram i don't put those motivational quotes i have nothing against motivational quotes i love them i look at them okay but i don't place them i don't put them there because there's another side to that especially the whole positive vibes thing yeah with the whole let's say love and light yeah it can be toxic there's this amount of accountability that you need to take on when it's always, always, always just about the love and light. And yeah. especially as a healer, and then you are also human as a healer. And to yeah. say these things, it's just, ah, oh, wow. And at one point, you find yourself pressuring yourself for your own healing. And healing doesn't become as authentic That's as it yes. right? That's absolutely right. Because when you start healing, they teach you, oh, you have to think positive, Because your thoughts manifest, right? So you're always on guard. Oh shit, I have to be positive all the time. But we forget that we're supposed to be human. We're supposed to feel. We're supposed to be angry. We're supposed to let it out. So when I have clients and they apologize for saying bad words or hating someone, I'm like, hey, go ahead. Say what you want to say. Say crap. Go ahead. And then the next hour is when we heal. <laughs> so I just want them to be themselves and to say what they need to say and want to say that they cannot say to other people. Cry if you need to cry. Say you hate someone if you want to. Just be authentic. It's part of the healing process. Is that a common thread that you've noticed among your clients that they need that space because otherwise outside a healing session, they're not able to, to feel those negative quote-unquote emotions that they're supposed to own so that they could heal from it yeah i have a lot of clients who are yoga instructors healers themselves a lot of them are into this path as well not necessarily healers but in the whole love and light community and sometimes they get tired and then they come to me and said i'm <laughs> I always say that too, like, I just want to be human. <laughs> like, I want to be human today. In fact, uh, recently, because I also have my own healers or my own community. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to be human today. You know, because we, we need to. We can't always lift people up. Sometimes we need to be lifted as well. So, yeah, of course. And I guess that's where responsibility needs to be more stressed with whatever messages are put out there. Of course, like it's important to spread messages of positivity and optimism, love and light and all of that. But I think sharing that aspect of healing and growth 
is a very one-sided or limited message. It can't be all roses. You have and to embrace the tower card if you know tower oh, reading. Yeah, yeah, right? You have to embrace the tower card. Part of life. Yeah. We're saying not all roses. I apologize. Okay, just you know, stressing the duality of things. Yes. Sense of you know exactly and, and balance and balance. Yeah. When I started healing, my classmates and I, we were all so obsessed with crystals, getting the higher vibration crystals and going to seventh plane and flying all the time. And then I remember my teacher saying, hey guys, earth is like the university. It's like Harvard. It's like UP, you know, take advantage of being human, take advantage of being here. We don't have to fly all the time, but you know, we could enjoy the leisures and human pleasures. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's so connected to the previous episode we just had about grounding. And I guess in relating it to our conversation today, it's always finding that balance. When we talk about like positive things, we should also not shy away from talking about traumas because that's also how we can heal ourselves, talking about it or putting stories out there that are not so positive but can resonate with a lot of people that other people can heal from. So it's just as important to really show that human side in anything that we do and always finding that balance, whether through how we communicate and how we live our lives. Mm-hmm. Agree completely, which is why I started a blog recently. For a very long time, I stopped blogging because I was afraid, I was traumatized actually of people invading my private life. So I stopped blogging. But this year I returned to blogging, this time with more of a healer slash human slash unicorn point of view. And I talk a lot about, you know, what my sessions are like or clients or my own traumas. I talked about the Me Too movement, I have a very small following, but it doesn't matter. Those I reach, they're the ones I write for. It doesn't matter. Exactly. And I I love being able to do that. Being able to make people from another country go, yeah, that happened to me too. That's so important. Very. Because your healing practice is very much focused on self-empowerment. What I'm hearing so far is like self-empowerment is all about authenticity. Is that correct? That's how I feel. I mean, I'm sure other healers or other people will tell you other things. But for me, it's really about embracing who we are, Mm -hmm. embracing what other people call flaws. You know, like I'm 39 years old. I don't have a kid. I never want to have a kid. And I'm proud of that. I'm legally married, but I'm not yet annulled. And you know what? That's my life. And my husband and I are great friends. I think it's just really about embracing where we are, our fats, (laughs) <laughs> our weirdness yeah, so I think we get power from being ourselves from being unique right and I guess like being ourselves in the moment or in the present because sometimes we also get so hung up on our past selves when we've totally changed or evolved since right that's the whole thing I was saying earlier about wearing a badge yeah you know People like to wear a badge of this is who I was. Let's focus on what we can do now, what we can do in the future. Right. And you also mentioned that in the context of your sexually abused clients, 
turns out that a lot of your clients who initially came to you not for their past when they were sexually abused, but it came up as part of what they needed to heal. How are you able to help them heal from their experiences so that you no longer carry that badge? I really do think talking is important. Let's just talk. What happened? Come on, let's talk about it. I think that's, that's so important. It starts from there. And a lot of my clients, I'll be honest with you, a lot of them are in that process of still going back to their abusers. And I, I don't tell them, hey, that's wrong. No, that's part of their process. Maybe they need to go back to their abusers to find out a different lesson. Everyone's different. So we can't judge, right? So it, it's really hard for me to witness these things. But at the same time, I can't tell them, hey, don't do that, right? I'm just there to guide them or whatever with whatever decisions that they make. I love how the more they talk about their experiences, the deeper they go in understanding where they're currently at. And so that's part of their pathway to self-empowerment and authenticity. And I love that. So going back to what you said also earlier, how people who don't open up about certain things, these really like deeply engraved topics, and sometimes, you know, topics that are taboo or like stigmatized and maybe the stubbornness is there, but it doesn't mean that there's nothing left to empower because that can be your source of empowerment. It's not just that. So I feel like as a healer, this is now where your creativity, where your wisdom and resourcefulness all come in. So you can look for other ways on how you can empower. Yeah, absolutely. Clients or like your friends. Absolutely. In fact, what's funny is that I know that when they reject or when they're closed, there's a reason for them to be closed. So I try not to force it either, you know, divine timing, right? Their time will come. I actually wanted to ask, I feel like a lot of people now, especially women, are starting to feel more empowered. It's just that society doesn't seem to allow it or like people are ridiculed. I've seen like nasty comments. I guess basically my question is how do you empower someone? Like how do you encourage someone to consistently feel empowered or act on that empowerment, especially like in a culture like ours? That's interesting. However, all I can say is if you feel something, if your gut is telling you to do something, just do it. Bleep everyone else. Like I keep saying that. Bleep everyone else. Do what you need to do for you. I'll give you an example. This is really quite interesting because I'm millennial. I don't know what about you guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we grew up where we have to go up that ladder, the corporate ladder, for example. That's what we were taught by the boomers, right? If someone sexually harasses you at work, shh, just be a tough girl. It's part of it, right? I, I don't know if you guys went through that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. part of it. It's really like that. Like, if you want to make it big, make it far, you have to, you know, just go yeah. through it. It's fine, yeah. you know? So that's our norm, right? That's in the back of our heads. And then here comes my Gen Z cousin. And she's like, oh, sexually harassed at work. So I'm filing a complaint, blah, blah, blah. So we're like, oh, shit, is everything okay? Blah, blah, blah. What happened? Oh, the guy was hovering around her and we're like, my initial thought was, I've been through worse. And that made me realize, wait a minute, I'm part of the problem. Mm. 
who gives a shit, sorry, who gives a shit that I've been through worse, you know? So that's what we've been taught all our lives. It's okay, it's fine. And we're always comparing men versus women. I went through worse, your problem's so small. So at the end of the day, if you feel it's wrong, whether you wanna wear a leotard or not, whether you want to wear those skimpy shorts or not, or, you know, whether you want to sue your boss or not, do what you want to do for you. If you want to talk about your femininity, if you want to talk about female empowerment, do it. If it's good for you, that's what your gut is telling you. At the end of the day, trust your gut, but make sure your brain and your heart are also in sync because they all need to be in sync. But really, my honest answer to that is if your gut says something, you have to trust it. Even if the brain's a little bit like, no, that's drama. You'll cause conflict. You know, your gut is mostly right. Right. And I agree. But I would like to add something, like maybe something practical that people should do more of. You have the power to curate your feed. Whatever you consume, whatever information you consume, if you're on social media a lot, we all have to maximize the tools available to us to curate our feeds. If there are pages or people you follow, even they're your friends whose thoughts and ideas don't resonate with yours, you have the power to unfollow. It doesn't mean that you're no longer friends. Uh, You have the power to control the types of information and messages and energies that you receive on a day-to-day basis. Because sometimes, yes, like our gut, that power is so precious that we need to protect it, right? We need to trust it, but we also need to protect it. Agreed. Because sometimes like the external pressures are too much, but we have the power to choose what we surround ourselves with externally, right? I agree so much. In fact, I block people. I ghost people. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I will block you. I will ghost you. I will follow you. I will mute you. Because I care about myself. When I tilt my head and go, huh, you get that in your feed? That's proof that, hey, those tools work. You know, muting works, unfollowing works. For sure. It really does. Utang na loob. I don't know how we can say that in English. Like you owe someone. Owing someone. That's such a big thing here in the Philippines. Making sure that you please people. That's such a big thing here. Someone slaps you, here's my other cheek. No, no, save your other cheek. It's such a big thing for you to present yourself as good that we're no longer authentic. We're no longer doing what our gut wants us to do. Well, as a theta healer, let me try to ask something speaking to the theta healer within you because... 90% of our actions, or at least 90% of our actions are driven by our subconscious. And so our conditioning creates our subconscious in a way. And that's what I meant by protecting Mm. ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Because if we're not able to control what we consume on a day-to-day basis, whether subconsciously or consciously, they drive our behavior. Absolutely. In fact, our emotions will Mm -hmm. manifest physically. A few years ago, many years ago, I had a best friend. I love her so much. I still do. I still love her very much. But I had to ghost her. (gasps) I did. Because it it became poisonous. And I miss her every day. I don't have a friend like that anymore. I have a bunch of friends. But not 
to that level. And that was me controlling my reality, what's around me, what's around my environment. And that was me going, okay, you know what, me first. And I think that's so important. That's so important. Absolutely. So I have clients, I understand their point. Like, for example, there's a lot of gossip in their space. And I'm like, you know, you got to start blocking people or stop engaging with certain people. Their counter to me would always be, but Michelle, I want to get to that place where I'm okay with everyone. And I always have to remind them, yes, but you're not there yet. You're not there yet. And it's really important for you to go to step one. Step one is fix what's around you first. And then maybe you get to Jesus level where you can just hug and accept everyone. But we're not Jesus level yet. We're okay. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. But we can expect to go from here to there in one healing session or whatever, you know? I forget which healer says this, but you cannot go from driving a car to suddenly having a spaceship. So there is a process. So let, let's go yes. through the process. And if that process includes saying goodbye to someone, then so be it. Who knows? You and that other person can, you know, get together again one day. Paths, reconnect. Absolutely. We don't know what the future holds. But mm -hmm. right now, what's important is this. Maybe you need to be angry first. Feel the anger. Don't be angry all the time. That becomes a crutch. <laughs> it becomes an excuse. I, I like to give deadlines to clients. Just because when we don't have deadlines, we're like, yeah, one day, yeah, 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 I'll get there. But with a deadline, they're like, oh, sh I have to do it. I have to do it. And then I can move on. But yeah, so now I'm curious. Let's flip the tables now. How do you empower yourself? Because for a lot of us, it seems so much easier to help people. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if like, you also feel this mm -hmm. sometimes, how it's so much easier to help people heal than to address our own oh absolutely our, like our own stuff like so i love this question yes right? like we're just as stubborn as those clients who refuse to talk you know so now like i want to know like how do you empower yourself how are you when you're on like the other side of things now okay i grew up being told what i should do and shouldn't do i grew up being taught how to be a proper lady and let's just say I rebelled against everything. Basically, all my life, I've been rebelling against what I've been told. But every time I rebel, I felt guilt. Recently, very recently, I realized, you know what? Bleep all of you. I'm going to do this for me. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Doing the blog again. That was physically painful. When I started blogging again, I got sick physically. Because every time I opened up, and wrote about certain things, my body was like, no, 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 sh sh be quiet, be quiet. People are going to say, say things. People are gonna stop you from saying things. So every month for me, it was important for me to, you know what? I'm gonna make another post. I'm gonna write another post. I know I'm gonna get sick because that's my belief that I still have to work on. So make another post, write another post. It's gonna be fine, you're gonna get sick, but you gotta do it. And that's my way of empowering myself. Like I'm shedding, like, you know what? Bleep all of you, I don't care what you think about my blog. I don't care what you think about my past, what I'm talking about. This is my truth. And for me, that's my empowerment. 
Having short hair is my empowerment. Having purple hair right now is my empowerment. On days that I don't wear a bra, that's my empowerment. (laughs) (laughs) But since you mentioned your blog as an example, even though there's this belief that you're still trying to, to heal from, what's the why behind you wanting to push beyond that? Why do you want to continue writing on your blog? I'm tired of not being myself. Aren't we tired of not being ourselves? Even on what I write on IG, sometimes I'd be careful. Can I say this word? I'm like, wait, why? Why do I care if I can say this word or not? So that's how I push myself to just just say it. Just write that word. For me, that's how I do it. I just, every time I feel like there's a block, come on, let's go. Let's, let's, Let's push through that block. And it's so empowering. I love it. Even if I get sick, <laughs> it will come to a point that I, I will stop getting sick. Yeah. Because it's become my norm. Yeah. Right? Just, so. Yeah, it just doesn't happen anymore. And it's so similar to how you approach your clients, like just, you know, poking them, like poking them with a stick first. And then when they don't listen, you kind of like, okay, nudge. And then like the nudge gets like harder. And basically, like with empowerment, while listening to your story, part of empowering the self, you know, it's more than just motivating the self, but it's also embracing the discomforts that you are feeling. And not a lot of people get to do that. It's such a courageous thing to do, to embrace those discomforts. Absolutely. But I do have a lot of clients who are afraid of the detox that happens after healing. Every client is different, right? But there are some clients who detox heavily after a healing. I think... Part of healing is embracing, again, the tower card. Yeah. You know, shit's going to hit the fan. Let's embrace that. But it doesn't have to be a prolonged drama. It could be a one-day thing. You know, we choose how long we heal. Yeah, we need to create space, right? When we heal from something, we're inviting more good into our lives but like for us to be able to welcome them into our lives you have to create space <laughs> that's why we need to shed and detox and let go because <laughs> some of the detox that happens is an emotional detox yeah right or sometimes physical one but again you're right we need to create space so for clients who are not ready for the detox i say oh maybe you're not ready for healing per se Every person's process and journeys are all different, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of finding uh, the right person or resource that resonates with them. Right. Resonate with their personalities and style. And our healing process, growth process and everything, we're not meant, we're never meant to do all these things alone, like on our own. And that's why we're very social bees. We're here to help each other, mm-hmm. right? And also utilize tools that are all around us. Uh, just yeah. a matter of finding the right ones that we yeah. need in the moment and in the present. Right. Because everybody has a different tool. It could be church. Or it could be crystals. Crystals, right? It could be ayahuasca. It yeah. Could be, I don't know. Everyone has their own thing. That's what we're trying to explore through this podcast. If yeah. we could just anchor back. Because again, we do believe that everyone has that innate power. Like all within us. That we can heal ourselves. But we do need each other. And how we're able to to do that through this podcast is by providing a platform where people can share their stories and share their expertise, share their tools so we can all learn from each other and expand our awareness of how we can tap into that power and feel more empowered. 
That's so beautiful, actually, and especially here in the Philippines to have this. This is great. This is really, really great because I don't, I don't know if a lot of people have access or knowledge of healing modalities here, right? Or, right. or empowerment here. But of course, with the digital age, of course, like anyone can listen, can grab information from anywhere in the world. But I think the cultural yeah. resonance is also so important. If we can relate to it culturally, oh, she's a Filipino healer, then it becomes more personal. And maybe people can open up more to these ideas and accept them as possibilities for them to heal. Right. And so with that, I'm so grateful for you sharing your perspective, your healing expertise and your time with us for this episode. For any of our listeners who would like to get in touch with Michelle for any of her healing sessions or with questions about this topic that we covered today, please go ahead and reach out to her in our description. So Michelle, thank you so much for, for spending this episode with us and sharing your wisdom, your light, and your authentic self. You're welcome. Are there any parting words, any final messages that you would like to share with the oh, listeners? Sure. I mean, I've said it so often, but when you are your true self, you're attracting so much happy stuff and happy stuff is money too, you know? So let's attract the right people. Let's attract our right families, whether it's our biological family or soul families. Let's attract ponies and unicorns. Let's attract wonderful things that, again, it includes money. So bring all the love in just by being you and again bleep everyone else everybody thank you so much for listening to sage conversations if you found some value from our content share your thoughts with us on instagram and facebook and tag us at sage conversations podcast please subscribe and share this podcast with people you know and love every bit will help us grow our circle Once again, thank you so much. We love you. And until the next episode, trust your power and light within. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.